0: Hello everyone, Nick Bono here uh, with Hangovers and Hand Grenades, doing something a little bit different this time, as this episode is very, very personal to me. This episode deals with the death of a friend, a very recent loss for me. Um, At the time of recording this episode, it was about a week since my friend had committed suicide. Uh, He was a very close friend of mine since high school. We spent a lot of time together um, throughout the years. He was a neighbor at one point. We maintained regular contact. And it's a very hard episode to have recorded, as you can imagine. It was like losing a family member. And I just want to lead into this episode... um, saying that it does pretty much feel like a more of a blog than it does anything else. This was truly for me to get these feelings off my chest. I don't mean to offend anyone. I don't mean to cast a negative light on anything. This episode is purely to remember my friend through having had him on as a guest on uh, previous podcast episode uh, from another time. It's fitting for me, I feel, to continue to remember his memory in the best way I know how at this point, which is through audio. Um, he was a wonderful individual, a truly caring person, and the best friend a guy could have asked for. And yet felt that he had to take his own life to make himself feel better. I want to go on record saying that there is help out there. And that if you ever feel that you are at a point where this is your only option and that you have nobody else to turn to, please remember that it's something as simple as picking up a phone and calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I think that anybody who feels this alone in the world should always remember that you're never alone and that anybody is willing to listen to you, even though it feels like you may not have anyone to talk to or nobody cares what you have to say. Make sure that you know that people do care about you and they do listen to you and ask for help when you need it. Don't don't just keep compressing those feelings. Reach out and ask for help. I strongly encourage anyone who's been impacted by such a tragedy to go and do what they can to help support foundations that help do research into suicide prevention to keep continuing to help those that are in need uh, of such support and just make a donation to the foundation or support the cause by doing uh, or volunteering at an event or a run or something like that. Um, I know personally, I'm going to make more of an honest effort to help the research get done, to make sure nobody ever feels this kind of pain again. I'm sorry. This was a very difficult episode to record, and I hope that everyone listening gets some sort of value out of it in some way, shape, or form. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of Hangovers and Hand Grenades. I'm your host, Nick Bono, and uh, this is episode 11. Um, you might notice that there's a gap between episodes 9 and this one, and that's because there has been terrible news between the last episode and the airing of this episode. And if you can't tell in my voice... I'm still kind of uncomfortable talking about it, but I feel that what better outlet do I have than my show? So bear with me as this is probably going to be a largely unedited episode. Um, and just a upfront warning if anybody has any sort of, um, triggers when it comes to suicide or anything like that. Um, I suggest you turn off the episode now because, unfortunately, I have lost a friend to suicide um, last Friday. And so uh, it's been a little over nine days now since he's passed. And I just kind of want to share his story and my personal feelings of the situation and how it's impacted not only my life, but the life of everyone around him that knew him because I've never lost somebody this close to me before. Um, And I just want anybody out there that's listening to this, that might know somebody who's been put in a situation that they feel that's the last resort or their only option left to know that, there's ways to help them, and if not anything else, if you are somebody that feels that way, take this as what it does to everyone around you from a first, first perspective. I guess is the best way to put it. So, um, as of Friday, Friday October 26, I received a text message at 10.08pm from my friend that said um, thank you for being such a good friend to me I wish I could have been a better one to all of you I'm sorry um, the hardest part about this whole thing was the fact that I've received that text message and tried to call him And I called him several times after receiving that text. And unfortunately, he ignored my calls the first couple times. And then it eventually went to voicemail. And I left a voicemail, which will never be returned. When they found him, the cops eventually found him as a group of our friends. I don't live in my hometown anymore. um, Therefore, I was unable to readily be available to help look for them. Um, I live about three hours away and it's a Friday night. And I thought it was just going to be like any other Friday night where I drink and play video games. And I was not expecting that text. Normally you get those kind of phone calls or, or messages much earlier in the morning. They usually say about 3am. There's never a good call that comes at 3am. And so I was powerless from the start. But after having made the phone call and and then finding out the next morning that there was literally nothing anyone could have done because he had taken his life shortly after sending the text messages out. So it's been really difficult dealing with the thought that I called my friend who I've been friends with since high school like early high school like we're talking about a kid that we we went on trips together we went you know to to Ohio on a couple of occasions we went to Michigan together or Massachusetts I'm sorry we went to Massachusetts together on several occasions when I was working with a different company and um you know we 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 had our ups and downs you know, he moved to Florida for a while and unfortunately we didn't keep in touch, but you know, over the last couple of years we, we really kind of started you know, getting to be better friends than we had ever been before. I mean, we were always on good terms for the most part of like, you know, still being friends and such. I can only remember a handful of times that we ever actually got mad at each other where we stopped talking to each other. But you know, there's a lot of things that go through your head when you lose somebody this close to you. And you know, for starters, it for me really began with why did I get this text? Why why was I the one to receive this text? I didn't feel I deserved it, and a couple other people you know felt the same way that we didn't we didn't earn the right to be a part of that feeling for him that we weren't as good of friends as we could have been and not in the sense that you know maybe if we were better friends we could have saved his life but in the sense of i think we took our time with him for granted because you never look at somebody that you've been friends with for that long and go tomorrow they might not be here (laughs) and so it's been very difficult to try and wrap my head around this idea that he felt I was a good enough friend to be included on his goodbye. And that really had quite an impact on me. Um, and through talking to a number of friends that have been very supportive in this whole situation, that they said that even though you might not remember everything you've done with him i mean it's been a long time a lot of stuff happens and you know it's hard to to think back on every single moment you spend with somebody and for me doubly so since my memory is absolutely garbage um for various reasons but the biggest thing is is that you know you have to realize that those moments that you did spend together those last couple years had a bigger impact on him than it may have had on you because i by nature am a very reclusive individual i don't normally go out into large groups of people without some sort of substance use uh, and alcohol and um i uh was going through a lot of the old text messages and we had a group chat together with a couple of other friends and, um, you know, just kind of reading through that and, uh, <clears throat> realized that, you know, that last handful of times that we could have hung out. I wasn't able to, because I just adopted my dog or had to go to work the next morning and just didn't want to stay up. And, I should have made that time, I guess. A lot of people say you can't blame yourself for it, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm blaming myself in any way. I know that there's few things that you can do when somebody gets that idea in their head, but there's still always the... The retrospect that you look back on and go, okay, well, I could have done this, and I could have done that, and I should have done this, and I should have done that, and unfortunately, it doesn't, you know, amount to a hill of beans right now, because anything I do is not going to bring him back as badly as I would love to. There's no no special book of the Necronomicon that I can read that will genuinely bring him back to life or, you know, any sort of weird stuff like you see in the movies that will bring him back. He's gone. And he's gone in a physical sense, I'll say. Because it's been very difficult to talk about him in a past tense sense. Because I know he's still here. I don't have a religious, you know founding that I would say that I, I truly believe in. Um you know, I was born and raised Roman Catholic and I don't, I see myself more of as agnostic. Like I believe that there could be a higher power. I'd like to think that there's an afterlife and more so now than ever. Do I pray that there is a afterlife? Um, because I, I really hope he found peace now or at least the peace that he was needing in that moment. um, you know he was just a a really really stand-up guy and i was he was a very unique character and this is you know the worst part of it is that he was such a selfless individual he was the kind of guy and the best way i like to describe him more recently (laughs) other than being um an absolute wild card of an individual you know the kind of guy that would um pretty much just had a devil may care attitude. He would, he would go out and do something just because he wanted to do it. Or he would, um, you know, just, he, he did what he wanted when he wanted and he did it on his own terms. He never took shit from anyone and had a real issue with authority. And there was a part of that. I admired. I, I being somebody who is, um, more, i have my issues with authority but i also kind of just give into it just to get things to keep moving and he was much more abrasive about it he didn't he didn't have any sort of you know regard for for uh authority figures he just was like okay i'm gonna do this and if i get caught well oh well but i'm gonna try not to get caught he uh He was very much a a careless individual who never directly asked for for help. And unfortunately, looking back on it, we should have saw. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I I don't know what looking back on it would have done. He never reached out directly for help. It was always more or less that he would do things to try and get people to like him or hang out with him or or something along those lines. He was a very unique individual emotionally. Um, he never outwardly expressed any sort of emotions, if you ask me. Um, he was always very reserved. He never really went above and beyond with, like, myself, I should say. He never was very outward about his emotions. Like, right now, I'm crying and upset and sad, and I can remember very few times that something tragic happened to him, and he didn't really express any emotion towards us. I'm sure he did behind closed doors, but not to us directly. And unfortunately... I think that's ultimately what happened here was that none of us knew. Like, this this is a kid that never did drugs, um, drank very, very, very seldom, um, and when he did, it was very, very, very much under control 98% of the time. um, You know, this is a kid that, while he took risks, you know, you, you never really... He knew what he was doing. He was always in control of the situations that he was involved in. (laughs) He always knew that I I can almost see him as a, a Dr. Manhattan kind of situation where he just he could read everything in a room and know all the exits, how everything works, could break it apart in his mind, put it back together. And just that's how he operated like as far as people were concerned, it was a different story. But when it came to machines and helping people and and just having a very close group of friends, that's where he really excelled in. Um, he was a very intelligent individual. He was somebody that we all kind of relied on in various ways, whether it be from a technological aspect or or from a vehicle aspect. Like he just he understood how things worked he He was able to you know just look at something, put the pieces together, and be like, "Okay, this is what we have to do this He was very logical in a lot of his um going ons, if you will um you know he i can remember he helped build actually the computer that I use today uh he helped build it in my in my dining room while I have a rudimentary knowledge of building PCs, uh, his dwarfed mind quite a bit. So, um, and he always was just gifting me things and, and all of us really, all of the friends that, you know, he, he held very close to him, he would just give us stuff. Like we never asked for it. We never, like we all have jobs. We all can afford to pay for these things. And he's just like, Beep, here you go. I don't need it. And we're like, "What what? no stop, like I have to give you money for this. I can't just accept a random gift that's worth you know fifty plus dollars, dude, but that's the kind of guy he was. He was very, very selfless, um you know another way i would I would describe him again is that he would order pizza." without even asking anybody if they wanted to, to come over and have pizza, he he would just order it and then ask, Hey guys, I ordered pizza. What are you guys up to? You want to come over and watch a movie, play some video games, do something. Um, and uh, you know, while I was never the one to, you know, kind of do that, unfortunately um, there was a, a friend amongst us that very much. So I would deem as, as the better friend in this situation. Um, he always, he had a little bit more in line with Sparky. Um, and, uh, he, he would go out and play Pokemon and, and Ingress and go over there and eat the pizza with him and watch movies and play video games. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Um, and so I think that, you know, all of us are just very much We've been keeping in touch us us close group of friends. And um, you know, the other thing is just you know, we, we really question why he didn't realize that he had so many people that he could have relied on. He could have reached out to any of us. And there's a part of us that's mad that he didn't. Like, I didn't know half the situation until very recently when it's been coming out of the woodwork that, you know, there was other circumstances that might have led to this. Um financially um emotionally uh there was a lot of struggling and again because he internalized a lot of it um none of us really knew that he needed help so the the biggest thing for me in in light of all of this has been not only keeping in touch with those i care about um much more frequently now And not just texting, actually calling um, and saying, hey, what's up? You know, just want to talk for a minute. Um, But also just trying to be more aware of what I'm saying to others, the way I'm joking, the way that I approach conversations now has changed. Um it's a lot of things get impacted by the loss of a of a close friend, family member, whatever it may be. And I think that it changes you forever, really. Um you know, I I have been told several times by other people who have gone through similar situations that you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better and and unfortunately it it's not ever going to be better, but you learn to cope with it. You learn how to get through the day, but at the end of the day, you still are. You still miss that person. You still, you know, have these thoughts of like, this is a situation I really wish this person was still around for. You know, and and that was Sparky to us. You know, I I couldn't imagine. Losing any of my friends, really. Um, But... You know, it's just... You never think that it's going to come to an end one day. Like, not not so recent. Not so soon. He was younger than 30. He didn't even get to celebrate his dirty 30. And... You know, it's just... Life cut too short. I think that the message to everyone out there is, is really understand what your words do to somebody or pay attention to your friends a little bit more than you normally would. Don't, don't go insane. Don't start stalking them. But if you get the slightest inkling that something may be wrong, reach out to them be like hey you want to talk you want to go have a beer or something just hang out because you never know what you could do to help somebody else you never know when you might be saving somebody else and sometimes it may just not work you might not be able to to talk somebody out of it but you know i think that i i, I think that people should be more in tune and at least listening for the signs and don't ever keep that secret from those that need to know if somebody is making threats that they're going to take their life or they are starting to show signs that that may be a possibility don't don't hide that don't if they say in confidence with you you know i'm probably going to just shoot myself um, make people aware of that and they might get mad at you. I'll almost guarantee they get mad at you. You, you, they'll see it as a a betrayal of trust and you'll be worried that, you know, that they might go off and do it and it'll be your fault. But ultimately, um, you need to, you need to, to make people aware that are closest to that person so that everybody has a, a chance to try and help them. I think that suicide is a terrible terrible thing um for many reasons. I think that it's uh you know a, a tremendously selfish act um, that impacts everyone uh in in you know a lot of ways it's 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 like a rock hitting water it it starts at the epicenter with a family and then it trickles out to the closest friends and the wave slowly moves its way through and i i can't tell you how many people have been coming out and um being like you know might have met him once or twice that are you know they're not crying they're not they're not losing their minds you know they're not losing any sleep really but they're coming out and saying you know i'm very sorry for your loss and you know he was a great guy and the few times that i met him he was truly a unique individual and you know all these great things and unfortunately i don't think sparky saw how wide his reach really went um i don't think he realized how big his pond was and that's the other thing is that Never forget that you might have an impact on people's lives that you don't think you may have, you know, the idea that everything you say and do impacts another individual and it could be a positive impact or it could be a negative impact. I know that personally, when I go to uh, to do some shopping or something like today, when I went shopping for my first suit that I unfortunately have to wear to, um, Sparky's funeral, um, which I'm currently wearing because I feel it's only fitting to, um, wear the, wear the suit now, uh, in memory of him. Um, and so either way, whenever I go shopping, um, I don't, I, I don't try to Put my problems onto the people behind the register. I don't try to be that guy that's like, "Listen, you have to honor this sale because of whatever X, Y, and Z reasons," or get frustrated with them because their credit card machine's not working appropriately or something. After having done that 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 retail experience for a number of years, um, not only have I gained a better knowledge of what you can and cannot control in those scenarios. But also it's just a general thing that don't be a dick, you know, and and that's a lot coming from me. I'm a real sarcastic douchebag. Like at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm still me at at heart, but I'm going to be a little bit more cautious of how I tread um, when I make sarcastic remarks or, you know, anything of that, that kind of nature moving forward, because I just don't want anybody else to ever get to a point where they feel that this is their only option to feel better, because there's always other options. Seek medical help. I was on medication myself for a while for depression and anxiety, which is essentially the common cold of mental illness these days, unfortunately, but I still recognized when I needed um, help um and i went out and got it and said you know what i even if there is a stigma around it you know i'm going to get the help i need and nobody nobody made fun of me nobody was like oh you're on meds oh crazy like you know, a lot of the responses were very positive like good i'm glad to hear that you're getting the help that you need you're seeing a therapist you're on medication you know this is good this is good for you and i think that Anybody that has the stigma that you can't reach out for help, whether it be professionally or to friends, um, you're wrong. You're absolutely dead wrong. Um, And trust me that those friends that are, quote unquote, ratting you out, um, even though you might have told them something in confidence, uh, they're, they're trying to help you. And you might get mad because... You know, you might be too prideful to ask for the help. But at the end of the day, you know, those are the people that care about you most. They're the ones that aren't afraid to make sure that you're still safe and that you realize what your impact on the world around you is. Um, I I hope that nobody who listens to this podcast now or in the future ever feels that they're, they're at such a low point that that is their only, only way out. There's help out there, whether it be from friends, family, medically, professionally, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and if you're sitting there going, nope, I can't talk to my family. Nope. Can't talk to my friends. Can't afford medication. Can't afford, you know, professional mental health. Then Go to the government and ask them for help because they'll give it to you. They're they're there for a reason. put your Put your money to work. Go sign up for Medicaid or or some sort of health care that'll get you benefits. Or you know, if you feel you're at a certain point, you know, see if you can go to you know a a, a psychiatric hospital. You know. Um, I think that there's never a point that you should feel that low. And I have felt that low. But I came out of it. And that's because of the support of everybody around me. Um, and I know that a large reason that I'm making it through this is because of my, my friends and family and just knowing that that's not what he would have wanted for anybody else to feel. He would never want anyone else to feel that low. Um, so in, in the end of the day, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your friends the world keeps turning. Um, the world the world just will keep going. And so will all of us. Um, I appreciate everyone that's been tuning in to these episodes. And I'm sorry that this one is not the usual kind of upbeat, happy-go-lucky or angry or whatever you want to call it. This one's definitely a little bit more on the uh, sad side. Um, but unfortunately that's, that's what it is. It's going to take time for me to heal. Um, and I know that I have to keep going and I know that next weekend I have to see him off and that's when it's going to become all too real. Um, but. All we can do at this point is learn and hope and just keep going. So until next time, um, thanks uh, to to everyone, really, and uh, I hope that you all are doing well and keep. Keep going. So, uh... The next episode might not come out for a little bit. Due to the circumstances. And I apologize for that. And the schedule is being interrupted. My friends come first. So. Enjoy. Until next time. Remember... Close enough is good enough but not when it comes to taking care of your friends.